0: So no. We continue this series on building faith, family, and community. And today we come to building faith again. If you've worked it out, faith, family, community, faith, family, community. We've had six. Now we're back to faith. So the faith, the faith themes so far have been faith to stand stronger and faith to see further. So Tim preached and then Jen preached. So I'm following that incredible dynamic duo of Tim and Jen. And this morning, the theme is Faith to Know Deeper. So we're going to be building on standing stronger and seeing him further, and we're going to know deeper. Are you ready? I'm loving this journey, and I hope you are too, of our building series as we build um, the building blocks and what this series is building us to be as a church. And I really think as we were seeing that, you know, breaking down tradition and religion, and that really is what God is wanting us to do. He is not wanting to, us to be in a church in a place of tradition and religion. He wants us to be a church that follow him. He is the lead, not religion, not tradition, but him. So we're ready today. We're going we're to go on a journey with the Father for what he has for us and what he's calling us to do and what he's calling us to know deeper and step out for him. Today's passage is from Ephesians. It's one of my favourite books. It's so rich in encouragement, teaching on identity of who we are in Jesus, a lifestyle and how we live. So the context is Paul is in prison writing to the Ephesians and encouraging them with the legacy and mission Jesus has left for them with every spiritual blessing and the inheritance of heaven. I'm going to be reading from the first chapter, verses 15 to 23, Ahead of which, Paul has been writing about the blessings of being in Christ Jesus. How God has blessed us with, in verse 3, every spiritual blessing in Christ. And this passage lists so many of the blessings and identity statements. It blesses that we will have the blessing of grace and peace that's lavished on us. How interesting that Tim had that word from the Father this morning. He really wants to know us to know that he lavishes his love and his grace and his peace on us. That we are chosen, we're destined, we're adopted. That's the sonship and the friendship with Jesus. We're co-heirs, we are redeemed, forgiven and free. With the, with the Holy Spirit living in us and giving us a hope for the future. Because as verse 13 and 14 say, say, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Wow. So if those first 14 verses aren't enough, we then move into this amazing passage. So um, Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. I'm using the NLT version for this, and then I'm going to flip to the New King James. So, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those he called his holy people who are rich, are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world but also in the world to come God has put all things under the authority of Christ and he has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body and is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself Thank you, David. If you can now flip and put that next one up when it's the NLT, the New King James version. So Paul packs a lot into a few verses. What a prayer he is praying for the church. I'm just gonna highlight a few and I've chosen to switch versions just so you can you can just see the, the different wording in that. But he says that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you might know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Wow, it's a very long sentence. It's even longer than some of the sentences I write that Phil has to punctuate before I preach. But anyway, it's because I write from Revelation that I record. Wow, let's just let that sink in as I pray. Can I pray as we we go into this? Father, we praise you for every spiritual blessing that you have given us in Christ Jesus. This morning, may the eyes of our heart be enlightened so that we might know the hope to which you have called us the riches of your glorious inheritance and your incomparable great power living within us, as verse 17 to 19 say, that we would go deeper in faith to know the power at work of God in our lives. Amen. So if we're looking at faith to know deeper... This passage states it's to have spiritual wisdom and revelation, that's insight, so that we might grow in our knowledge of God and understand the confident hope he has given to those he has called, his holy people who are, rich and glor- in, in, are his rich and glorious inheritance and the greatness of power. Paul is praying here that we have wisdom and understanding and is outlining the power and position given to us. God's incomparable great power for us who believe. That's verse 19. God's incomparable that power that he gives us that we cannot even understand. This is not power as the world knows it or sees it or which people strive to achieve through possessions or status or social media following or to be powerful and neither is it man-made power. This is the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. Power belongs to God, but through Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us, it is given to us. And if that's not a big enough gift, Paul continues by reminding us that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, that's verse 20, and has given us authority and responsibility over things. We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places, co-heirs with Jesus, and that is the place and position from which we function on earth as a co-heir of Jesus. Just let that sink in. Just say, I am a co-heir of Jesus. It's big. It's huge. Ephesians 1 verse 11 says, Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. And later in Ephesians 2 verses 5 and 6, he says, He has made us alive together with Christ And then it says, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So at the moment, you may be feeling you're sitting on a hard pew, but you also are spiritually raised up in heaven and seated with Jesus. Amazing. It's big. What a gift. What an honor and a privilege. What a leader of the team we function with. Jesus, our leader of our team. That's what we need to grasp more fully to have faith to know deeper. You see, we often limit our faith because we base it on our faith or our belief for things to happen instead of God's faith that things will happen. And our faith can be influenced by how we feel, our perspective, our emotions, and it's often linked to what we have seen or experienced before meaning that when we see good things happen or answered prayer, this increases our faith. And then conversely and understandably, if we go through hard times or challenges or where we have not seen prayers answered in the way that we hope for, our faith is impacted. And this can cause us to get static rather than continuing in the journey and the path of life with a forward momentum and the journey of knowing the power of God in us which is accessible to us for his glory. But God is so lovely, loving, because he takes us from where we are with the level of faith that we have, but he calls us further and he calls us deeper. Just like he did with the disciples when they asked him to increase their faith. And he said, well, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mulberry tree. That's what he says, I think it's in Luke. But in the other passages, he says, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, That's probably one thing to think we can potentially move a mulberry tree. You know, farmer, gardener Phil has has moved a few trees in his time. But even Phil can't move a mountain. But God is saying that level of faith, a tiny mustard seed can move a, a great big huge mountain. So if a tiny mustard seed can do an incredible thing, think what a greater level of faith can do. But that said, it isn't about us, but it's about God. But he does need our yes and our belief and our boldness to say yes to what he has us to do. You see, faith needs action and it needs activating. If not, it becomes static. And it's not going to grow or deepen if it's passive. It's like anything in, in life that what we work at grows and develops. So how can we do this? Well, we put it into action. We work the muscle to strengthen it. We spend time with God. We get to know him. We get to know his word, his written word, his spoken word. We get to know his heart. We get to know his ways. And so that when he asks us to do something, we know what he's asking us to do and we just do it. One of the ways that we increase our faith is by doing something that God asks us to do, even if we don't feel we wanted to or understand I've got lots of testimonies of knowing that this is true. There have been many times when God has asked me to do things and I've been like, oh, really? And yet when I've stepped out and believed in him because it's not about me, and I've stepped out in obedience and seen him work, that's because he is God. He is the same God, yesterday, today, and forever, on the throne, king of kings, lord of Lords, almighty. And as the passage says, powerful with the power that raised Jesus from the dead. In John 14, when Jesus says in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. It's because Jesus is truth. He came to reveal the Father. He came to model a way of life and relationship and with with the Father. And then he died, and he, and, and through the cross, so that we can have relationship with him ourselves, with the Father through the Holy Spirit, to do his will. He said to his disciples, don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but, the work, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. And then he goes on to talk about answered prayer. And he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And he goes on. And even greater works. Because I am going to the the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Then Jesus continues to say that if we love Him and obey His commands, He promised, He promised another Helper, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who will not leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And then He finishes this with these amazing words. And what a day to hear it on Father's Day! No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you, and Jesus did. After the resurrection, when he appeared to them, John 20 records it, verse 21. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And then he said this, and after he had said this to them, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. (sighs) Receive the Holy Spirit. And this is true for us too. We have God's life-giving breath in us. The Holy Spirit, the most powerful force on earth in us, working through us as we live. And as we said many times before, we need to remember this, that we are not alone. As Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. He is with us every day in all we do, so that when we enter a place in our day-to-day life, we have God, Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit with us. I'm just going to do something here just to explain a bit more. Beverly, can you come here, please? <laughs> Bless Beverly. Let's give Beverly a cheer. She doesn't know what she's going to do. All Beverly knows is that I asked her if she could help me, okay? Are you okay? How are you feeling? My tummy's going a little bit like this. So since you asked me, I've been going, ooh, ooh. And then I th- just listening to your words, I thought, I have faith in you that you're going to make me do nothing that I can't do. I did say, could you help me? And I promise I won't make you do something you can't do. So I'm not going to ask you to cartwheel, okay? You're okay there. Do you trust me? I trust you. Why do you trust me? Because I know you. Remember that for later, okay? But you know God's with you. I do. Can you see him? No. Not with your natural eyes? No. Okay. You know he's with you. Okay, well, we're going to ask God, God, could you reveal yourself to Beverly in the physical, please? Now, this is a demonstration, okay? Please know that as amazing as these guys are, you're in the wrong order, but am I? they are not God, okay? Please don't think that my theology has gone. I am not, I am not promoting these guys to the position of God, but this is just for, the, for a visual demonstration, okay? This is what I want you to be able to remember this week. Do you feel indifferent now? Come and stand in the middle. Yes. Because you're not alone and yes. you can see them. Okay, so when you go somewhere... So if you step... Oh, if you walk that way, can you go with her? Yeah, they're going to come with you. So you move. You move. You go with her. And so, Beverly, Beverly, if God whispers in your ear to, say, to do something... <laughs> Come here. And God was to ask you to say something to Phil. You would now know what to say because God has told you. Okay. So if you were then to go and pray for Jen, and lay a hand on Jen, no woman to woman. Can you three then put your hand on Beverly's hand? God, when He says, "I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. You are not orphans. I am with you. I and I give you all power." through the Holy Spirit when we go God is with us thank you very much thank you thank you Beverly thank you for trusting me just on that cartwheel thing there was a there was a um, a, a church once where the vicar was preaching and the wife the vicar's wife did cartwheels behind him while he was preaching And the congregation were like, I think half of them left. But there was a guy there who was literally about to give up on life. And he just said, God, if you're real, someone will do a cartwheel at church today. I might have told you that story before. I was always like, Lord, I'll do anything, but please make sure I'm wearing trousers that day. And I don't take the band out. (laughs) I think my cartwheeling days are over. But anyway, I'd like you to remember that image. I'd like you to remember it as God calls you to do things. I'd like you to remember that image and I'll come back to it. And just think of that formidable powerhouse that God is, that God is with us. You see, we rightly think of power belonging to God. And yet we so often forget that God's power is also, as it says in verse 19, for us who believe You see, it's one thing to believe that God is powerful. It's another thing to believe that God's power is accessible for us and that he wants to help us and that he has our best interests in mind. Having faith in Jesus Christ means completely relying on him, trusting in his infinite power, his intelligence, his love, and it includes believing his teachings. It means believing even though we don't understand things that he does. Paul talks about the power that raised Jesus being the power that lives in us. And it's his work in us through the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to know the facts of the resurrection. We need to know the person of the resurrection by the Holy Spirit to go deeper to know him, to commune with him, to abide with him, to reside with him in heavenly places, to function with him, to walk with him, and to do what he tells us to do and what he tells us to say, just as Jesus did what the Father did what he saw the father doing. John 5 verse 19, I tell you the truth, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. So we need to have the faith to go deeper, deeper in our understanding, deeper in our awareness, deeper in our knowledge of him, our revelation of him, deeper in our confidence and boldness, deeper in our relationship with him. Because if we are to go out in faith, we need to know that it's his power. But not only that, we need to know that it's his power as he wants us to use it. And that's the really important thing for us to use his power, to release his power, to re- reveal him, to revive faith, hope, and truth in, in the world, as is our mission statements. Jesus said in Matthew 28, and Phil spoke about this the other week, all authority is given to me, and go. And remember what Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these, because I go to the, my Father. So let's get rid of all religion, all tradition, and let's step into what the Father has for us this morning. God gave this to Jesus. And if we are co-heirs, and Jesus said we will do greater things, we have to believe that we can and we will, through his power at work in us, do these things. That, from the Bible reading this morning, that we will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. In the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus healed in his, with his own authority, while the disciples did it in his name. And in the same way, we are dependent on Jesus. In our, but in our weakness and a mustard seed of faith, we can continue to exercise his ministry in his power and in his name. You see, with our little seed of faith, in the great faith of God, We can do mighty things because we are partnering with the Almighty. Yeah? Now, power and authority does not mean that we are powerful and authoritative in a worldly sense. But knowing whose we are and who we are as God's chosen children and co-heirs with Jesus, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can confidently go. I mentioned earlier about position. You see we go in the knowledge and with the authority of heaven. The world says that knowledge is power. And similarly with God, when we know him and know his power, know his character, know his heart, when we know his word, when we know his voice, this knowledge of him helps build up our faith to know deeper. When we know the things that we say and do are based on what he's told us to do, we are stepping out in the power it, stepping out in power in the knowledge of his word and in the knowledge that it is his plan and his will, and in the knowledge that this is what he wants us to do, therefore we step out with a greater authority which is that of heaven and a greater power to release his kingdom to release the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to release the promise that he promises that he has said and this is where having spiritual wisdom and revelation is important so that we know and are wise what is on God's heart the revelation to release it to those around so how do we do this it's position and Phil was very pleased that I had three Ps well it didn't matter what it was but I have three points with the same I didn't have these they were what God gave me but anyway God was saying about position for presence position for perspective and position for partnership We need to position ourselves in his presence and for his presence. That's abiding in him, just as it says in John 15. And receiving all that God has for us. Welcome him into all we do. Back to the demonstration. Beverly was feeling anxious and unsure. But God, with her, he knew exactly what was going on. He knows the people we're praying for. He knows those we're encountering. He knows that we're telling, he's telling us to go to. It's being with God. It's bringing him into all that we do, knowing God. And to grow in our knowledge of God, we spend time with him. We read his word. We listen to his voice. We pursue him. We press him. We love him. We get to know who he is by doing this. Just as with any other relationship, we only get to know someone by spending time with them we only have insight into their life by spending time with them. Additionally, God here is talking about the spiritual gift of wisdom. To give us spiritual wisdom and wisdom of spiritual things. Insights of the spiritual realm and the revelation of the spiritual realm. If we're going to grow in our faith, we need to know God. We need to understand God so that we know how he thinks, we know how he functions, we know how he speaks, we know what is in accordance to his word so that we do things that are in accordance to his word and not what we think are good ideas as much as some of them can be or, and this is particularly important, we don't do things that are contrary to his word. So we want to go deeper into the depths of his love, deeper into his heart and deeper in faith through wisdom and revelation. We also need to position ourselves for perspective. And that is God's perspective and the perspective of heaven. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, as it says in this Ephesians passage, to position, our position to see things from God's perspective. And Jen touched on this the other week when she was talking about seeing further. If you weren't here and haven't heard it, go back and listen to this. But position yourself to see further and to see things from the perspective of heaven as today's scripture says, for our eyes to be enlightened to heaven's perspective of wisdom and revelation, that we may know the legacy of Jesus that we inherit. Just think about that for a moment. That's one line. We are co-heirs with Jesus, seated in heavenly places. He says that to go, to go and do greater things. That legacy of Jesus that he gave us, incredible we need to look through the lenses of heaven and not our lenses. We need to know the inheritance we have, the power and authority we have, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, as Paul says, to have the minds of Christ and to grow in wisdom and revelation. We are children of God, the Father. We are co-heirs with Jesus. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we live day by day. We have access to the heavenly realm. This is for us. This is the Father's will and heart for us to see into heaven and see the heavenly realm. Because if we're seated with Christ in heaven, then we know we have access to that realm. Because otherwise, why would we be seated in heaven with Jesus if we weren't meant to see it? You know, he wants us to see around. He would have said, you're seated in heavenly places, but I've put those eye things on you so you can't see. He wants us to see. He wants us to know what's happening. He wants us to know the things of the Father's heart. So if we're seated with Christ in heaven, then we have access to the realm to see it. It's the Father's will and joy for us to come up to the heavenly places for him to show us. For us to have visions and encounters of heaven, to see the blueprints of heaven, to encounter the Father and his love, to go deeper with faith and to know and access the resources of heaven and pull them down to earth. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's all around us. But the Father says, bring it. To earth. If you've been following the Bible readings uh, this week, um, on Wednesday we, the reading was from Deuter. This is the three hundred and sixty-five Bible readings that accompany this series. If you don't read, haven't started them, or you are not doing them, grab a uh, booklet in the in the reception area. They're really good because they we can't get through everything in our preachers, So they the Bible readings go with this. So. On Wednesday, the reading was from Deuteronomy 30, and it's about God's word being accessible for all. And just before that, in chapter 20, um, 29 of Deuteronomy, verse 29, it says, "...the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the, that we may do all the words of this law." You know, the Father has things he wants to show us, he wants to reveal. Revelation is accessible for everyone who believes and keeps God's commands. And then Thursday's passage, David, could you put this up? I think you might have the 1 Corinthians 2 passage. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 to to 16, where Paul talks in more detail about wisdom and revelation, where he says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. This is God's spirit and our spirit in communion. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Wow. God is wanting us to make us spiritually alive with the access to what God has given us, his spirit. God's secret wisdom revealed to us. The Holy Spirit reveals the knowledge of the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is with us, in us, and enables us to see, to hear, and to understand the truth and and the secret wisdom of God. As we go back to our passage uh, there, verse 13, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's own words to explain spiritual truths, which we wouldn't understand without the Holy Spirit. But when God is with us and his Holy Spirit is with us, verse 16, we understand these things for what we have the mind of Christ. So church family, let's go deeper to see from heaven's perspective, not solely from an earthly one. Ask the Father to reveal his heart and the things of heaven so that we function at a deeper level. With spiritual wisdom and revelation of God in heaven, it may begin that you have a glimpse of heaven, or you may have a vision. You may be someone who already sees into the, spirit, into the heavenly realms and sees easily in the spirit, and God gives you visions and encounters, but this is for everyone God wants us to see what he wants us to show, what he wants to show us. So if you have a glimpse of heaven, wherever you're at on this journey of faith and revelation, ask the Father to show you and ask him to show you more. And then use that as a starting point and ask him to show you. Okay, you, you may see God sitting on the throne of heaven. Ask him to show you more. You know that Jesus is seated on his right hand. Ask him to show you more. Ask him, to, where, the, where are the angels? And then ask him to show you the different rooms of heaven. Just there as uh, Tim was, we were in worship and Tim said, the father wants to lavish things on you. I saw into the gems room of heaven this morning. The gifts, the gems that the father has for us. I won't go more there because I'm going to get sidetracked in what happened for me. But the father will take you on that journey. There are things he wants to show us. Don't let religion and tradition say this isn't for you. Yeah, the father wants us to see And so I bless you with heavenly encounters and visions and revelation. We're going to ask life groups to pursue this a bit more. And then I I had position for partnership. Partnership with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Again, going back to um, Beverly here with God and the God that you could see. The God that you could see. God is with us. And he's wanting us to partner. He will never leave you. He'll always be with you. He'll never ask you to do something you can't do. He might ask you to do things you don't want to do. But he is always with you. But God needs us to action our faith to a world that needs him. It's no good us seeing into heaven if we don't do anything with it. It's no good us having all this knowledge of God if we don't share it. Well, it is because you have a wonderful life yourself. But you see what I mean? God wants that partnership. So ask God to show you his heart for his people. Ask in my name and believe he will show you. And we have the helper with us. We are children of God, sons and daughters, co-heirs with Jesus. We are sons alongside Jesus, the one who is the son. What an honour to be sons alongside the son. It really is amazing. Seated in heavenly places with the father. And if we are seated in heavenly places and co-heirs, then we need to live and function in that role, to see things from heaven's perspective, to partner with God and all that he is showing us, and then building on that and our relationship with him to see him more and to go deeper with him. Yeah? Okay, amen. So as as we bring this to land, can I invite the band to come up? Let's position ourselves in response to Paul's prayer. We have received in Jesus every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1 verse 3. If you ever doubt it, we have received in Jesus every spiritual blessing. The question can sometimes be, how long will we wait before we take possession of these gifts? How long do we wait to take possession of what God has given us? To position ourselves for his presence, to position ourselves for heaven's perspective and to position ourselves for partnership to know deeper and this includes wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God and his power I just want to say on this father's day let's receive from our father all that he has from us and go for it let the father take you on a journey of revelation to know him more as this deepens our faith can I ask you to stand as I just finish this last bit